Ready? Yep. Welcome to episode 126 of Auto Off Topic. What's up, uh, Stephanie? <laughs> what was that? What's up, uh, <laughs> What's the jet lag talking? No, I was uh, trying to pretend like I was going to say Brad, but... Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, not much. What's up with you? Oh, just jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> you should say something about like the weather or <laughs> I mean, I thought we were anti weather in this basement. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so jet lagged uh, cuz we were in India. Yeah. And uh I don't know, I guess we're going to talk about Indian cars. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting things that we saw while we were there for sure. Yeah. So Brad is on his way to Radwood in Austin. That's why yep. he's not here. And last week I was away in India with you, so that's why there was no episode last week. We're but here to fill the gap. It doesn't matter. Uh, I gave you times, but you could listen to this in order, so it doesn't really matter. There was just You would not know that there was no episode between 125 and 126, because sure. that makes sense. Anyway. Anyway, indeed. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> India's pretty crazy. Pretty nuts. Um, because you don't, like, rent a car when you get there. You made fun of me, but <laughs> I had high hopes. I guess it's a testament to you should be proud or happy that I was like, Andrew could definitely drive in this weird country. <laughs> and you were like, no, 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 that's not how that works. No, because, well, I forgot that they were uh, a uh, right-hand drive country until we got there. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, because British colony. Right-hand drive on the car, left side of the road. Yeah, that's right-hand drive. Yep. Because the driver goes towards the middle of the road. Which we saw many times. Many times they were not on the middle of the road. They were on the other side of the road. No, it doesn't really matter what side of the car you're on at all. No. Nope. Um, so, yeah. So you can't rent a car, and then you hire a driver, which is super weird, because... To us. To us. Because this guy just stays with you for the entire time that you've hired him for. Yeah. It just drives you everywhere. It's just with you. Yeah. So we flew in. I think we got there... Uh, we got there about like 1 a.m. their time, and super early in the morning, we show up to Delhi Airport, and it was as though there was just a mass of people that were just waiting to see us, because <laughs> you just walk out these doors, and all of a sudden, yeah. there's just a ton of people. Um, we eventually located the driver, of course, and got on our way to our hotel, but um, we had a total of three drivers. I think they weren't... They were all pretty good, for the most part. Um, but yeah, in general, the driving there is pretty, pretty absurd. Um, I know Andrew posted a video on his Instagram of the ridiculous changing of lanes, crossing over the median to then like avoid other traffic and get ahead of other cars, only to be faced with a giant truck coming at us head on 
mm-hmm. in which case the driver expertly, you know, shifted over in the lane. But I, uh, I can only liken the experience. I think it was almost as though there was this invisible force field surrounding all of the cars. And every single person driving knew exactly where the parameters of their vehicles were because somehow we only got in one accident <laughs> in the entire time we were there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm actually going to call Brad. He wants to be on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so. Awkward pause. While you sort that out. <laughs> yes. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? You're being recorded. Are you okay with being recorded? You're being recorded. You're being re- Oh, hold on. <laughs> this is going to work out right. Hold on. Why is it going to work out right? Laying on a bed. I can't. Hold on. <laughs> I thought you were calling to set it up. I was going to set it up like Google Chats or something else. <laughs> hold on. Let's restart this to do it on Google Chats. Uh, it works better? No, it works better on the phone. Should I speakerphone it? If you want. All right, hold on. <laughs> uh, uh, Mashup podcast. Yeah, whatever. It works. Okay. Well, I'm here. Yeah. I guess I'm okay with being recorded. <laughs> Naomi's also here. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Uh, so we're, we're... Stephanie. I hope Stephanie can be heard through the... Recorder. Yeah. Okay, good. I was here first. (laughs) When? No, so we were just talking about uh, driving around in India and uh, how crazy it is. Oh, we're partway through a podcast. Oh, only like five minutes in. Yeah. Oh, so only five minutes driving in India? I figured it'd be like an hour of driving in India. Your guys' pictures were insane. There were a lot of hours of driving in India. Yeah. It was like an Indian road trip. (laughs) That we didn't know we were going to be on. No. (laughs) How many miles did you guys do? Or should I ask, say, how many kilometers did you get? Uh, no probably close to a thousand kilometers. Just have to measure it in hours. How many? How many? Um, so it's a thousand kilometers. So that makes it like fourteen hundred miles. A million miles. I don't know. A million miles. And, million and miles. wasn't there? So in, in metric miles, you've done a thousand kilometers. <laughs> And you said that there was a driver strike or something too, right? Uh, yeah, that was well, like towards the end. So basically, I don't, I don't exactly know how far apart these places are, but we knew for the most part, we knew that like one of the first places we were going to was probably about four and a half hours from where we needed to be, um, and then that turned into like six and a half. Yeah. So I would say because I think the first. Drive the first driver we had, Tijo, for like yeah, a couple days. Did you a say couple days, Tijo. 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 He wasn't the dog. No. Okay. Tijo. So for I think we he said there was like five or six hundred kilometers included. Oh really? Something like that. So we we did close. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing. So it's like I don't know. It was like twelve or thirteen thousand rupees, something like that, yeah. which is only like a hundred and eighty dollars or something. One hundred eighty American metric dollars. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and this person drives you around and stays with you for four days. So he stays with you. Yeah. So all the hotels there have like drivers' quarters because this is so common. 
Really? Not, yeah. Maybe not all of them, but most um, of them do. It seemed, yeah. When we stayed on the houseboat. He didn't. He had a friend nearby that he stayed yeah. with. But when we stayed at major hotels, they have like, like barracks or like a dorm where the drivers can stay. Wow, that's wild. So it's one hundred eighty dollars for a private driver for a week. Yes. Well, no, we only well, had four that days. particular one for a yeah. couple days, and then the other one was probably about that same amount ish. Um, but yeah. So it's cheaper to have a private driver than it is to rent a car in the states. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's also why you don't rent a car in India, because you just hire someone to drive you around. Well, that's insane. <laughs> and they also know where to go. So When when you were Mostly. sending videos of driving, I assume, because I know you went there with with, um, with friends, I assumed that the driver was a friend of the friend. Oh. No. He became oh. our friend. No, you just hire them. I don't <laughs> exactly know. Christmas card now? When is TJ coming to visit so we can yeah. talk to him? Uh, I am Facebook friends with him. He's really cute. <laughs> nice. He's like our favorite. Yeah. This but, is awesome. I mean, some of these places were only like, it'd be like, oh, we only need to go 200 kilometers, yeah. but that takes four hours. four hours. Because 200 kilometers is like 100 miles. Because there's three actual lanes of traffic, but actually five lanes of cars occupying those three lanes. Yeah, that's so 200 kilometers is 125 miles. Okay. It would take, think about four hours to go 125 miles is like crazy. That's about double time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because the roads are not very good. Roads? Right. Well, <laughs> they're paved, but there are a lot of two lane. The, so the crazy thing is like every road is clogged with motorcycles, tuk-tuks, cars, heavy trucks, buses, they're all on the same road, all at the same and exact donkeys. time and honking. And trying and to pass donkey, each other. And donkeys. Oh. Cows. And elephants. Elephants and cows. Yeah. Uh, I only saw donkeys. a couple donkeys. I knew it was some kind of wildlife. Yeah. Um, that was more common in the cities that they yeah. would roam. So, like, low speed in the city congestion, you, like, kind of expect it. But then, like, we're doing, like, 40 to 60 kilometers an hour and then passing cars in the opposite lane of traffic. While other cars are trying to pass in the opposite lane of traffic. So any, anybody that's questioning what we're talking about now, you put a couple of videos on our page or on the Race and Anger page? Uh, my page, yeah. Okay. So on Race and Anger's page, there's a couple of videos of this madness of us, presumably Tijo, driving <laughs> over like what would we, we would consider the double yellow line. Yeah. There is no double yellow line. No. Uh, <laughs> what would we consider a double yellow line? Head on into like a dump truck. You, yeah, you kind of count on the other person having the same self-preservation. It's like a game of chicken. Uh, so they like pull out and they like beep. It's like a friendly beep. It's like a beep beep, and you like, like the person in front of you like beep beep at them, and they move over to the shoulder, yeah, and you kind of squeeze by, and then they like beep beep when you can like pull in, and then like it's like. Even there was like one point where we were going down mountain passes that we were basically switchbacks because we were decreasing from 5,000 feet to presumably around like 1,000 or sea level. And he's beep beeping because I think it's just to let the other person know like, hey, I'm going downhill and AKA faster than you. So please yield (laughs) in addition to flashing high beams around corners so that they know that he's coming also. They beep around blind corners, which you'd also do. I was doing that in Europe too. In on the Azores because it was like that. So yeah. that that's pretty normal. Like it's not like the horn is not 
an angry horn. Just it's like, actually here. used to like signal like, and hi. like communicate. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no like road rage. No. <laughs> like cars like suddenly stopped and we rear-ended them and they got out. <laughs> and they're like, you actually, no. actually rear-ended somebody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. Months. <laughs> <laughs> At like five miles an hour. And it's just like a chain reaction of rear-endings. Like. Someone stopped short in front of them, and then we had to stop short, and then, like, I think people behind us probably had to stop short. Yeah, and we were lucky that the bus behind us stopped without hitting us. (laughs) I would say. (laughs) So does does every car need to have, like, dings and dents all over? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, especially in the cities. That's actually, like, one of my things I wrote down is, like, um, basically, like... You would have laughed because it just looks like they just pull the dents out and just keep on trucking. Like, there's no semblance of body work. Like, they're just like, no, I'm just going to keep this patina of weird smattering of dents. So if I were to look for a nice condition vintage car to import, India is not my market. There aren't any vintage cars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I'll smash the smithereens. Uh, it's insane. I didn't realize that it was that crazy. I didn't realize you actually got in a physical, like... well. Car they accident. decided that the mark was already there on the bumper of the car that we actually hit. We were like, like, how's this going to work okay. out? Yeah. And Goodbye. Then, then they were just like laughing about it. <laughs> and, and then, then they... they just head bobbled together and they were like, it's fine. <laughs> Have a good okay. day. <laughs> so let's say that there was significant damage. Like you broke lights, headlights. Injuries. Uh, injuries. Oh, no. something happened. So I read actually that they have mandated insurance. But does it go on the your hundred and eighty dollar? Sorry, your twelve thousand rupee rental? No, I think it's on him. Oh, wow. We we didn't rent the car. We right. it's rented the service. Yeah, and he works for. A company. You, you didn't buy a car. You bought a person. I see how it is, guys. Yeah, and the car is owned by the company <laughs> he works for. <laughs> so what kind of car was it? Uh, the majority of them right now, the newest things, they're Toyota Innovas. Innovas. What was your What was Tjo driving? A Toyota Innova. So it's like a it's a minivan Toyota that's rear wheel drive live axle in the rear. So I imagine I I didn't get to look underneath it, but I imagine it's it's probably a body on frame, but it's probably a unibody with like a four link in the rear. So it's like basically a truck minivan because the roads are like unimproved and it's a two five diesel with a manual. I kind of want that. I thought they were front wheel drive at first, and then we were behind them, and I saw the rear axle. I was like, "Oh, the rear wheel drive—that makes sense," because it doesn't really snow here. Yeah. And it's just... we, we rented a two a two runner instead of a four runner this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. And then the it's probably like a four runner underneath, and uh, but it's like I was like, "Oh, that kind of makes sense," because the roads are just—it's like a a Crown Vic, but a minivan. Hmm. That's interesting. I'll have to look into that truck because that sounds, it sounds kind of like the 80s Toyota van, like the Redbox vans. And they and all. It's not like a, it's not like a minivan sliding door. It's just like a, you have four doors. It's just typical. Like, it's like a first gen Chrysler Pacifica. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And they're everywhere and they're either Jewish racing gold or white. Interesting. And I mean, what? he only installed it like what, twice? Yeah, only a couple times. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I hope he drives it every day. Probably, it's not used to not. <laughs> it was only stop. in cases where, like, we were going uphill and then, like, had to immediately stop because there was congestion at the top of the hill. Um, because you didn't want to rear end somebody a second time. <laughs> Our friends were like, "Oh no, what just happened?" We're like, "He just stalled it. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's literally nothing." That's but we crazy. were also like in the process of kind of bottoming out, so it did sound a little bit more concerning than it was. I didn't realize that you had a driver at the time. That's amazing. Yeah. 
I wish I had a driver. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you do have a driver. You have, she's passenger the whole trip. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Andrew so, came back and he's notable... like, wait, I haven't driven in like 12 days. This is weird. Yeah. Right, it's going to feel very strange. <laughs> Any other notable car stuff over there? Um, Just the, like, oh, the uh, Pajeros, which are, well, I started saying Piero, and he was like, what? And I was like, Pajero, because it's a hard J. Yeah, they say a hard J. And then he knew what I was talking about. He's like, oh, that's very good. He said, like, yeah, Tijo was like, oh, he's like, I was like, I have one. He's like, oh, it has, like, balloon tires? I was like, yes. (laughs) Tijo. Well, so a couple of our friends are saying Tijo, but his name is definitely Tijo. Yeah, it's (laughs) Tijo. The hard J's. Catch it again. Um, That's cool. I, I saw the one you put a picture up. It was like... Every replaceable panel was a different color than the unibody panels. But they came like that. Yeah, because every single one I saw was like that. I couldn't understand it. And then uh, it's about fam on Instagram. I pointed out that they are a specific model to India. They're called SBXs, and they're also made <laughs> my like my wide body truck you could buy till 2014. That's crazy. Yeah, but they didn't. Well, actually, show I mean, up. the first gen trucks were sold in in like Korea and places until. Um, early 2000s, so yeah. that makes sense. Well, when you don't have crash standards, you can just keep selling these things. I mean, it seems like they should have crash standards because everybody's crashing constantly. No. No, because the speeds are so low, nobody, like, crashes? Hmm. Like, the only crash we saw was, like, the one we were in, somehow. They also don't Weird. have any law uh, specifying that you have to wear a seatbelt if you're a rear seat passenger. So only the driver and co-driver have to wear a seatbelt by law. So just uh, all the time, there would just be children sort of just lingering about the car. Oh, there's no car seats. <laughs> like, uh, so by so by co-driver, do you just mean passenger seat driver? That's what it said on the internet, um, and I assume it means passenger front. Like there's not a guy with your driver calling out like no. left turn six. No. Exactly. All right. <laughs> just, just checking. And then on like motorbikes. Just Two-wheelers, babies. they just call babies. them. They're just babies. People holding babies. Like, infinite arms. Small children. Yeah. And, like, the person piloting the motorcycle would have a helmet, and the person behind them would not. Yeah. Nor would the baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So bizarre. Like, I guess, like, I described it in one of our chats. It was, like, lane splitting with cars. Like, you know how crazy exactly. lane splitting is in, when you have people doing it on bikes? Like, people are doing this in cars. And then, so you may have like five lanes, but there's really like the width of ten cars occupying those five lanes. Yeah. Uh, at one point, we drove like off the shoulder and just drove around traffic. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, he's like, if I just drive with traffic, you'll never get there. Yeah. He's like, you literally will take us like eight to ten hours instead of four. <laughs> so why is everybody driving in traffic if it's legal to just drive in the dirt? I don't know. It's Some like, people just drive slower than others. It's like what happens is you end up behind these weird trucks and they can only go a certain speed. And they have like little fancy painted signs on the back of their tailgates that are just like, horn please, okay, 40 kilometers like limit or something. Meaning he's not going over 40, yeah. so honk yeah. it past me. Basically. Yeah, you just let him know you're there and, and he'll move, move over. over. We should have that in the States where we have these people driving 18-wheel trucks that pass you at 95 miles an hour in the pouring rain. We should have a sign in the back that says, no, I'm only going to do 40. Yeah. That would make life so much easier for everybody else on the road. 
There's also like no, well, not no stoplights, but very few and far between yeah. like actual traffic controls. And the ones that are there, we realized they actually count down to when the light's going to turn green. So like you can it's not be just ready. always green. You just gonna drive yeah. through and feel like it. And everywhere, maybe there's a national speed limit, so they don't put up signs. But I only saw speed limit signs on the highways, yeah. which are toll roads. So that's the other crazy thing. So the toll roads are not that busy because you have to pay to get on them. So they're like super empty, but they're pretty improved. Like they're pretty nice roads between the major cities, except you'll just have a random tuk-tuk. Apparently sometimes you'll have vehicles going the wrong way on them in so like, not- on like oh. the shoulder yeah, or like people just walking pedestrians or God. like horses. <laughs> Yeah. Livestock. Yeah, it's um <laughs> it's pretty buck wild. It's it'd be super careful. But what's bizarre, or at least as we were driving between these like larger cities and you think of how congested, you know, their big cities are and what a large country it is and their population density, you're always hearing like how much space they all occupy, et cetera. But like even still there's still like swaths of land that just like aren't occupied or it's like farmland or whatever, but so it's just like when you're driving across the United States and there's like seemingly nothing, you know, like we still have these areas that are undeveloped. They're just kind of fascinating. And then there's so many people, everybody needs a job. So you'll like come to like a toll booth and there'll be a guy standing outside of the toll booth, taking the money and handing it to the person in the toll booth. And then that person hands it back to that person and they hand it to the driver. Or they like operate the gate. There'll be another person operating the <laughs> gate, like flipping it up. Because you, you just need... Every just, person has a job. Yeah, you just need... Uh, there's so many people that everybody needs a job to just make some sort of little... Mo- like, the poverty is so crazy. Yeah, it's like... It's totally weird. So it's not a mechanical gate? Somebody actually lifts the gate so you can drive yeah. through it? Some of them. Like, yeah, we them. went into these lanes that said fast lane, and we just sat... <laughs> still had to stop. still sat in them. <laughs> So it wasn't like them, a speed pass. I think like at least one of them we drove through, but like the rest, it was just like we had to do some transaction. Yeah. And then I don't know if you saw the sign, Stephanie. It was like written out in English of all the vehicles that were exempt from tolls. Oh. And it was like paragraphs of vehicles. <laughs> You're like, how am I going to sit here and read this? Yeah. It was like they belong to the government and the ministry and or the like certain religions. Like all these things are not. They don't have to pay tolls. It's like super weird. Um, Did T. Joe had to pay tolls though? Oh yeah, we had to pay tolls. Yeah. And then, oh, the other crazy thing too, uh, no, there was like patrol cars, but then it's all apparently speed cameras. And if you're speeding, they just call you out on active signboards and then they'll get you at the next toll booth. Like, And they write you a ticket. Yeah. With, like, a WhatsApp number. It was, like, super weird. I was, like, trying to understand it. <laughs> so, what, how much is a toll there? Like, say, an average know. toll. Like, I think it was only a couple of rupees. Like, it was cheap. Was it was it included in your $180 rupee payment? Yeah, uh, so it, it all yeah. comes out of it. Yeah. Like, you pay... It's almost like you pay a deposit, and then whatever you don't use, like, there's some negotiation, and it's all... Yeah. 
we didn't do the bookings because my friend, um, basically her dad did a bunch of the stuff for us because they're from there. He's there right. in country and he's able to kind of like I understand how it works. Yeah. And so, um, so it sounds like it would take a long time to figure out how it works. Sure. So, I mean, there was, a, that's, it's basically, if you're going to tour there, that's how you do it. You have to, yeah. because once we fly into the country, you fly into Delhi, which is the major airport. And then to get to where we went in the South, it would have been an 18 hour drive, which is insane. Which would have turned into probably like 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. So you, something. you fly in country, which actually we flew on a, uh, it's a company called Indigo, which I is basically looks like JetBlue. Yeah. It was pretty much as good as JetBlue. I mean, like in between Southwest and JetBlue, I'd say. Yeah. Um, was it like a real airplane? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a seven thirty seven. Well, no, it was. It well, was no, I mean, I mean, it's compared to like a, like a little propeller bubble jumper. No, no, it was a real like a seven thirty seven. I was like a little worried about it, and then we saw it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been super concerned about that. But, but, however, I'd after be, like, all... looking for the hot air balloon, being like, I'm not getting on that. Oh, I don't know. After all the driving, <laughs> I was like, get me on that airplane. <laughs> <laughs> We were discussing that in the car today because obviously we're on our road trip, which we'll get to in a minute. But there's a sign here in Tennessee that says there were like 1,800 and 1,084 road deaths in 2018. In Tennessee. In in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. That seems like an exorbitantly high number for one state in one year. Like that's well more than one a day. Um, But driving's dangerous. (laughs) Well, it's people that it's and, and Naomi made a point. She said that well, when airplanes are safer because everybody flying is professional. Yeah. Sure. Whereas when you're on the ground driving, everybody driving is an idiot. Yeah. Except for us, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And obviously, everybody listening. Yeah. Except for like three of you. You know who you are. You know who you are exactly. <laughs> but so yeah, I, I get that. Especially you know, that many people in that congested of an area, it must be insane trying to move around. I. I didn't know you had a hired driver. Yeah. That pretty wild. Um, I picture like nineteen twenty, early nineteen twenties America with like the open driver's cockpit of the Cadillac, and you guys riding in the back. Yeah, turn well, left, Jeeves. Well, I mean, they're only the country's only almost seventy years past colonialism, so yeah, it felt very colonialistic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like. You're in traffic in like Delhi, and there's like bikes like driving. Like I could have put the window down and just I could like grab somebody's front brake. Like they're like the handlebar is next to the window. That's, that seems like the same here sometimes, depending on where you are. Oh, this yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. I, I want to experience this now. So <laughs> do <you>? it's, it's <laughs> a long I ride. I kind of do. So. For for somebody interested in in going to India, would you recommend it or not recommend? One hundred percent recommend. I'd recommend it. Um, just talk about when you said I wouldn't do it. You're like, do you really? <laughs> well, that's because you're you. <laughs> it, oh. Um, you gotta be like, you gotta be really open to it because sure. it's it's different. It's very different for Westerners. <laughs> I'm open to it. Like, um, you may so, not always so have. Somebody wanting to go there, what what kind of money does it cost to, to do it? Like roundabout, what, what would it be, you think, for an average tourist? To the flight spend? there is expensive, yeah. but once you're in country, it's pretty inexpensive. Yeah. Basically, so it's like 70, um, it's $1 to 70 rupees. So things sound expensive when you're like, ah, oh, that's a thousand rupees. But really, like it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
everything was pretty affordable there. Our meals were like, even though like we had some really nice meals at like pretty high end restaurants and, um, but even that was pretty affordable. Um, you can afford to stay at like five star resorts. Yeah. And yeah. And then well, like we, the leaf we decided was how much per night U.S. That was like eighty five dollars per person per night. Something like well, that. The it was this. No, I think that was like for all five of us. That wasn't per person. I think it was like this little. So after we did the houseboat, so that's a whole other thing. We stayed on a houseboat. Um, that was after we flew to the southern part of the country. Um, oh yeah, to... so we'll start there. So we flew to the southern part of the country to yeah. stay on a houseboat. Yeah. So I knew nothing about. I was like, all right, cool. We're just staying on a houseboat. Like it's an Airbnb. Like you rent a houseboat, and then we'll do like excursions from the houseboat. Then Except we get there. Had, then we get there. I want to stay with you. Yeah, and then we get there, and oh. they're like, they're like, no, no, no. The houseboat moves. Moves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it functions as a boat. Yeah. yeah. All right. I like it. So yeah, so then you have then you have three guys that like drive you out onto the lake and all these rivers. They call them backwaters. One of them was named Anthony. That's all I remember because that's Andrew's father's name. Yeah, and they one guy cooks for you, and the other guy like they just like crew the boat. Yeah, and just take you around, <laughs> and then and then you like stay overnight on the boat, and then. then they I take... have a vision of like Mark Twain in my head right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like that. And then they bring you back, and that's your trip. Yeah, but um, highlight there was during – so it's called the backwaters because it's like where um, – at the very beginning of it, sort of where you set off, um, and as you're driving there, you can kind of see it as well. But it's where the ocean meets, like, freshwater, and so they call it the backwaters because it's like all these little inlets that you just kind of cruise around on these houseboats. And they seem pretty popular. I think there's, there's like... There's a ton of them. He said there's like 1,300 of them. Yeah, and like we... So it's like a private cruise. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could rent one that you'd share with someone or if you have enough people, I guess, you can yeah. rent it privately. Um, but we just like... It seemed pretty popular with tourists because you can just go on booking.com and reserve these. It's not like uh, you have to have any will they, special. Will, they, will credits go towards my free hotel stay on hotels.com? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm down. Maybe. And then they were saying uh, they had really bad flooding like two years prior or yeah. the year prior. So they're just now getting back to having a lot of tourism. Yep. And um, I don't know. It seems like there's probably like a lot of European travelers that come down. And that's kind of like a nice little winter vacation for them to take. English, German. It's obviously closer to Europe yeah. than to here. So like our first flight, kind of jumping around a bit, but our first flight from the U.S., we had a stopover in Germany that was about seven and a half hours. Not the stopover, the actual flight. Yeah. <laughs> flight. <laughs> The flight from Germany to India was another seven and a half ish hours. Yeah. So it's like equidistant from Boston to Germany and Germany to. Yeah, Delhi. roughly. But like, if you're like a normal vacation, I guess for like people from the U.S. would be just to go to Europe, and stop, <laughs> and then if you're already in Europe, you'll go to India. Well, I do have to say that anybody who said "Where's Andrew?" I was like, "Oh, he's in India." The first response is, "Why? Why?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That... Nobody's ever like, "Oh, that's cool." Everybody always just says, "Why?" Yeah, our friends were. I was like remarking about that just because, in general, it seemed like that was the response I was getting too. I think only one person um, had said, "Wow, that's like on my bucket list. That's so amazing. I can't believe you're going. That's so 
incredible. And like most everyone else was just like, why? And I just kept saying, why not? Like, it's a place yeah. to go. Like, why not? Yeah. It's a different well, it's experience. Funny because um, my father actually was on the, on the positive side about it. And uh, he's like, oh, is Andrew going? I was like, oh, let's go to India. He's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sweet. So there's, it was, it was just, uh, he was the only person I think that was like, yeah, awesome. Good for them. Cause they can do it. Why not do it now? Exactly. Literally everybody else is just like, they're probably going to get malaria and die. Yeah. So if you do want to go, probably drink the water and they'll rot from the inside out. <laughs> yeah. So if you do want to go, there is several precautions you have to take. Sure. Uh, you go to your doctor, you tell them you're going to India and they make sure you have all your vaccinations. Hey, you doctor says, Why? why? <laughs> No, he was, my doctor was cool with it. He was also like, are you Indian? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think your doctor should know that. I don't know. He also asked me what he should do with his old uh, used 100,000 mile BMW. And I was like, get rid of it and lease a Lexus. Yeah. Are you anti-car guy? I think like the CDC maybe recommends like typhoid if you know that there is like that in the country you're going to but for the most part we didn't do like we didn't go to a travel clinic or anything like that because it just seemed like there wasn't much we could do about the things that we might encounter aka malaria and whatever well wasn't the season for mosquitoes um yeah so peak summertime obviously is going to be like yeah. when you're going to run into those more we definitely got a few bites while we we're on the houseboat or at least i did that's because you were there stuff thank yeah. you for taking that, taking that sweet sweet blood no, I wore DEET, so it was okay. So did I, but it doesn't matter. They love me. Yeah, we've all been camping with Stephanie. We know how that works. So if, that I, if I get malaria in a few weeks, I'll let you know. But... Yeah, the gestation period is pretty long. Until then. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it transferable like by standing near you? No. I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> it's actually... I'm if... glad we're podcasting from like 1,100 miles away. If if you're in country and you get it, it's actually it's super easy for them to treat it and diagnose it because it happens all the time there. Yep. It's here if it if you get it when you come back here, you have to be very adamant that you were yeah. elsewhere and you were probably you might have this because they're not used to it here. <clears throat> yeah, well, I think the, a common sense thing that if you're a traveler here and you get sick when you come back, you, your doctor is like, "Oh, I think you have the common cold," and you're like, "Well, maybe you should check something else because I was just in India." Yeah, my friend who was like born and raised there she's like oh yeah i had malaria before i was like okay cool yeah like sounds like this isn't something i need to really worry about then <laughs> yeah no, i don't think it is in modern times no. but it's something yeah. you need to be aware of that's all yeah like anything it's, it's one of those terms that most americans don't really know so they just think it's scary because they just know it from the history books where oh malaria killed thousands in 1798 so they just assume that it's still the same. But like, we could also get like Zika virus or West yeah. Nile or whatever yeah. from like Florida. So, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you can get West Nile from Peabody. So I don't think yeah. it works yeah. too much about Florida or the flu. So <clears throat> make sure you all have a flu vaccination too. It's all kind of the same thing. But I'm glad you guys didn't get malaria. I'm glad you guys made it home alive. Always drink bottled water. Make sure it opens. It cracks when you open it. Yep. I'm glad you always drink more water. Didn't drink that sweet river water. You nope. don't want to get the deli belly. Um, and you can, the vegetarian food is so delicious, you can just avoid protein. Yeah. Because protein may never, may not always be cooked properly, so. Or kept previously. Or kept previously everywhere. property. Yeah. Kept seems more. Uh, I mean, it's 
different. I mean, if you're in a industrialized country with good refrigeration, you don't have to worry about it. Right. But right. refrigeration, like for the first couple of days, like this is the other they thing. Like, the meat a, they keep the meat in the locker at the bottom of the houseboat, dragging out of the water. No. Yeah. So actually, that's what I was going to mention earlier is like while we're on the houseboat, we like cruised along the river. We just like enjoyed ourselves. And then we got to this little point where they stopped and we docked for a moment and our friends went out and grabbed prawns, like like super amazing looking fresh prawns from the river that we were on. Okay, um, prawns. 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 Um, shrimp, <laughs> giant prawns. shrimp. Giant, like huge. Yeah. Like they were literally almost like, lobsters. Yeah. It, it it did sound like frogs, yes, but <laughs> which is, would be equally believable. And I think they got like two crabs also. Yeah. But all the things were live when they saw them, so they were like, these are fresh. Like, yeah. We so, know their history. Yeah. Um, and so, and those those were amazing. The guys cooked them up for us, and they were pretty incredible. Yeah, but you basically yeah. just, yeah, you can pretty much stay away from uh, protein. But the only problem is, like, as a Westerner, they keep trying to give you protein. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. Yeah. Or they like, like you eat our sacred cow now. <laughs> or they like think you don't want spicy food when you really do want spicy food. Yeah, right. Well, that's probably just you. Your your experience was ruined by others before you. There's no, um, there's literally no good coffee. <laughs> it's all instant coffee. And you did send me a message at one point saying I would kill for a coffee right now. Yeah, you oh, said yeah. you didn't use like three at a time, right? So, a couple of the nicer places. I was like, oh, do you have an espresso machine? They're like, yes. And, like, we did get espresso. And yeah. then one of the hotels was like, oh, yes, we have an espresso. And then they come back. They're like, sorry, it's broken. <laughs> but I made you a strong coffee. And I was like, what is that? And it's basically it. what I understood. It was just a coffee with two instant coffee packets in it. And that's a strong coffee. <laughs> I was like, all right. I mean, it had caffeine in it. We were fine. I had, like, I had that, I mean, and then really, I had two more regular coffees at the same we time. We live with instant coffee when we're camping and stuff. I mean, in the first few days, it's okay. Andrew was drinking a lot of Red Bull. Warm Red Bulls. Because <laughs> so. well, oh, no. there's no refrigerator. Yeah. A lot of the stuff is not refrigerated, so you're just, like... And then one day, I did get a cold Red Bull. I was like, oh, this is so good. So, as as a uh, to keep to keep this car-related, is, is the lack of refrigeration due to the English refrigerators? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just lack of, like... The, the Lucas Electric that the colonialism, colonialism maybe. left behind. Just not much electricity. They do have, like, rolling brownouts. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how... Again, I, I, I was never having been there. I can't even imagine what the infrastructure there is yeah, for like water and sewer and electricity. Standing in the lobby of the Sugar Business Hotel, <laughs> which sounds... Like yep. they do some. So I know you paid for a trip now. <laughs> and uh, like the electricity been. just like went out, and we're like, oh. and Kendall was like, oh yeah, it's probably just like a brownout that happens sometimes. We're like, okay. Yeah, they. How do they make power over there? It's all coal. Yeah, dirty. It's all dirty coal. It, the place is incredibly polluted with smog. Because everything is because of all the cars on the road. Yep, but... everything's diesel. A lot of things are newer diesel, and they do advertise on them like clean diesel, but. You've I got, think we only they saw that They probably still have like urea injection. In but there. the problem is, there's so many motorcycles. Small engines are incredibly polluting because there's no mm-hmm. converters on them or anything. And they're a lot so it probably still two strokes. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think they're mostly four strokes. I mean, I saw definitely saw some Vespas that are just belching blue smoke <laughs> out of them. Yeah. Um, and just like you know, thousands of tuk tuks everywhere. See, I feel like we only saw like one Volkswagen, like that. 
there was a red polo that was modified. Like a hot rod polo? Like a new one. Yeah. Like probably like a Mark Seven polo would be the equivalent. I can't imagine somebody spending money to modify something. There was a couple nice I saw one Audi, like an S3. The guy was cutting through traffic at some ridiculous high speed because it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Because he, also because he's not driving a diesel minivan. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't really any like nice cars. There's a bunch of those um, ambassadors. Yeah. They're taxi cabs. So I looked those up because I feel like we've seen these in other places too. So like, I think those are holdover from British. Yeah. They are, and, like, I guess, um, well, their nickname was King of Indian Roads, which I thought was, like, fun. I don't know. But we saw a few of them, and I kept being like, Andrew, what is that? And then so when I was looking some stuff up today, I realized that that's what it was. It's the Hindustan ambassador. Oh, Hindustan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, like, those are leftover. They used to be, they they used to be called Hillmans, I think. They're rebadged Hillmans. No, so it's basically the same as a Morris Oxford. Okay. Three apparently. So they're probably it was licensed. Launched by Morris, yeah. but then part of like British Motor Corp. Um, yeah. And they have like the monocoque design, which makes them spacious and probably conducive to being a taxi cab or. Monocoque design like means they're unibody. Yeah. And then it's the same designer. This Alec is it Isagonis, I guess. And he also designed the Mini and the uh, Morris Minor. But initially, I guess they came with a side valve, and then they eventually were modified to overhead valve. The old tractor yeah, engines. So I, I just looked. At, it's a very like it's a very fifties looking design. Yeah. they made two thousand fourteen. Yeah, that's but they crazy. Like, kept making them for a really long time. Like it wasn't until the eighties when like Suzuki came over, and it was like Maruti Suzuki, and they released like their eight hundred hashback, I guess, and that kind of swept the market. So like those were popular until like the mid eighties somehow. And yeah, they, they were still making like new models of them. So Stephanie looked up a bunch of stuff, and I kind of guessed at some of these things when I was there. The India became independent after World War Two, so that's when vehicles started showing up, and then they they started off by basically licensing. Obviously, they had British cars there first, and then they just started licensing the designs of British cars and licensing Jeeps. And then, of course, the Royal Enfield, which was a licensed British product. And now, but then to grow the economy, they had super heavy tariffs on imported stuff. So right. They, so they had to build all of the cars in country. And that's why they just, for they didn't update the designs for so long. They just kept building these things under license until like the eighties. But even the Suzuki, when the Suzuki showed up, they were built in country. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. I was like Maruti Suzuki. When I was seeing them around, I was like, is that a dealership? But it's the company. And it sounds like too, like it wasn't until the year two thousand where like most major car companies were expanding, like their presence in India with their own manufacturing units. So like previous to that, it was like. It's kind of limited who was in in country. So I saw we saw Chevy and Ford dealers and Hyundai dealers BMW. and Toyota dealers. I didn't see a BMW I dealer. Didn't. Oh, okay. I saw BMWs and I saw a couple of Mercedes. And I was like, wow, those are like, like really a expensive cars. We went through where it seemed like yeah. higher end. Um, oh, Tijo's dream car is a M5. <laughs> He's so cute. Is it what M5? <laughs> oh, of course. 
He's also a photographer, so, like, they had some real bonding moments. He's, like, I think the only person that got to be friends with him on Facebook, so that's Andrew. Yeah, so I was using my camera, and sometimes I'm lazy, and I have it on auto, and I, I don't want to think about it too hard. and just take pictures. so hard. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to change it to manual. I was like, oh. He works at where? He He's, a, like, a photographer on the side, too. Yeah, he just does oh, okay. kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Switched to manual photography? He, yeah, he switched my camera to manual on me. Like, called me out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> having a manual. Sorry. I was a little distracted because I was looking up the Hindustan. Um, it's a car I thought it was. I thought that it was based on something else, but you're right. But you know what's crazy about that, reading about it right there, is that the engine in that car, up through, like, 2005... Is the same engine that's in like your dad's old Spitfire? Yeah, yeah. It's just a little one point five B British Motor Company B series. Yeah, a little tractor engine. Yeah, which they had two versions of. One of them, the one that was available, the latest in that car, was thirty-seven horsepower diesel version. I'm sure these ones are diesel. Thirty-seven horsepower. Because diesel is cheaper there. That's the other thing. They have no. They have no oil fields, so all of their oil is imported. Right. So it's so incredibly, what is the it's, there it's very expensive. Yeah, or a liter, probably. I actually didn't notice what the fuel was, but per liter, uh, let's see, he filled up the van, it was like 65 liters or something. I don't know. I think it was, uh, oh, that's what it was. It was 3,000 rupees to fill up. Okay. So whatever three thousand rupees is. So is that included in your? No, we had to pay extra for fuel on one of them. Yeah, so in, in okay. Tijos well, we had to sense. pay extra for fuel, but then on the other ones, I think it was like if they didn't up use, to a certain amount. Yeah. yeah. So um, if it's three thousand and there's seventy per per dollar, yeah, that's forty forty three bucks. Okay, so it's not super expensive, but no, it's not bad. It's cheaper than Europe. But the diesel did go pretty far. Yeah. I think think when he filled up that time, I was too busy staring at the nitrogen tanks for filling up your tires. (laughs) It was like advertising. Considering we went like up in the mountains and stuff, and there were six people in this van with luggage on the roof. Yeah. And you're driving kind of like aggressively. And it wasn't a turbo diesel, but it got pretty good mileage, I guess. The car had air conditioning. It was warm when you were there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was running air conditioning at the same time. Yep. Um, I don't think our first car may have not have air conditioning, but it was cooler in that part of the country. (laughs) And we were only in it, like, at night. Yeah. (laughs) That was a different driver. Yeah, that was a different driver. Yeah, we first got there. It was in the middle of the night. (laughs) Uh, Some of the places look like the Bronx, like, with his, like, burned-out cars and stuff. The Bronx in like '88. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. That's the other. It's like the, a mixture of like I, I don't know, Phoenix or like LA smog, like covering the '80s Bronx, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and then the other, I. It looks like <laughs> what, <80s> LA. <laughs> yeah, when you see pictures of LA and New York at the height of like pollution, yeah, before emissions controls, that's what it looks like. To be. Th- fair though or at least like in some of the other parts that weren't like the huge metropolitan cities like outside of delhi or whatever um they also have a winter it seems 
to me anyway, this is like a, a winter phenomenon of this like fog situation. So like when we're at the Taj Mahal, which is probably like four hours from New Delhi, um, they also just had this like fog situation kind of lingering in the air, but it, it's just like a winter weather phenomenon. It's not necessarily totally to do with the smog, but definitely a contributing factor probably. Yeah. It's more like that low pressure system that keeps all the smog in. Yeah, and it just doesn't have a chance to burn off because hmm. of the time of year. Yeah, but sounds like a hell of a trip. Yeah, and then of course there's a bunch of just random motorcycles, but the coolest ones are those Royal Enfields, which have, like haven't changed in like 50 years. Right, much of the Hindus band ambassadors. Yeah. there's a <laughs> bunch of different versions. There are like newer, and they have updated them with like front disc brakes and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But it's hard to tell. Like, you just see one and you're like, I don't know what year that is. It looks basically the same. Yeah. They're the same. You can buy those here still, too. So, and it's just, they're the same here. They still look like 1950s bikes. Yeah. They're cool. So, we, we actually saw one yesterday. Single, single cylinder thumpers. Yeah, little 500s and 800s, I think. I think some of them are like 350s. They have a smaller one, too. I don't know if it's still a 350 here or not. Yeah. Maybe they do. I don't know. But. A long time since Those are the cooler movies. ones. Like you could definitely tell. Like there were some people that had them and they were like into them, and they were like nicer, and they were wearing like cool like riding gear and like cool helmets. Yeah. So there's probably more of a culture around that motorcycling, and then, I mean, if you if you had a way to get like big BMW touring bikes or something there, that would probably be pretty fun to ride them in the mountainous areas. Mm-hmm. Out of the cities. Well, it's kind of like in a uh, long way around. Yeah, yeah. It would be probably really fun to do that if you had enough money and time to do it. But what did you see them? They were like repairing a car. They were basically in the road, but not quite in the road. Oh yeah. So like, <laughs> there's no like, I don't know. There's no. I did. I definitely didn't see any lifts. They had like a couple places. They had like pits with ramps. Mm-hmm. Some people were just working in the street. They just like. Have a car on like logs, or like the tuk tucks. Yeah, like tuk tucks. They just like flip them over to like work on them. Just make do with what you got. Yeah, you just life finds a way. You just exist. It's it's kind of crazy, but anyway. What have you guys been up to? So we're on our way to for what? Day four. Oh, we're on day four of our slow, methodical trip to Redwood. Mm Hmm. So we're heading to Radwood, Austin, um, which, as we know, some people don't want to hear about, but too bad, because we're talking about the trip there, not the actual show. Um, so we're heading to Radwood, Austin, which is this coming Saturday. Well, it sounded like you said Radwood Awesome. Yeah. Well, Radwood is awesome. Uh, Radwood, Austin is this coming Saturday at Driveway Motorsports Park in Austin, Texas. Um, so we have been on the road since Sunday? Sunday. Um yeah, you guys got, we, we got back and you guys were leaving. Yeah, same day, pretty much. Actually, not pretty much, the same, same day. day, yeah. So we passed in the night. Um, we're in the Sapporo, the 1983 Plymouth Sapporo. You get to leave in a snowstorm from here. So we started our trip by spending an evening in Maine, um, where we rented a forerunner to go up there because I was bringing my daughter along with us and I didn't want to be, you know, stuck somewhere broken down in the Raider. So I rented it. I rented a Toyota 4Runner. Um, 
to go to Maine. And about halfway there, I'm driving on the highway, and I start fidgeting with the buttons. Uh, and Naomi here turns to me, she's like, what are you doing? And I'll still worry about it. So we get to the first, Nobody like, stop you. everything. And the first thing I do is crawl under the car. He disappears because he's looking at the drivetrain. I'm trying to find out what's going on with the front differential and how I'm supposed to activate it and turn it on. Uh, it turns out that this forerunner is two-wheel drive. Did you know they made a two-wheel drive forerunner, Andrew? No, I didn't. But then no. I, I saw it, and it had Florida tags. And I was like, that makes sense. It was sold in Florida. Yeah, that's where they sold the majority of two-wheel drive Monteros. In Florida, it's because it was sold for the rental fleet. Yeah. So apparently it's a common rental fleet thing to buy them, even with Minnesota tags, and have two-wheel drive forerunners. Well, when we were going to be going to Oklahoma, Andrew was like, oh, I'd really like to have four-wheel drive if we can. And I was looking for rental cars, as you do, and yeah. trying not to get or similar, but trying to choose something that would potentially have four-wheel drive. And I was just like, I don't really know what to tell you, because it seems like some of these vehicle, vehicles come in two-wheel drive and some come in four. But, so like, but then it turned out you had Hertz, like, gold preferred or whatever, yeah, and they're like, just go pick out what you want. And, like... <laughs> We could have just taken a Chevy pickup truck, sure. but I was like, oh, I don't want to pay for the gas for that. So we took a, a Camry instead. Yeah. A Corolla. It's like a An all-wheel drive Corolla? <laughs> no, it was a front-wheel drive Corolla. But <laughs> there was no snow there anyway, so we're fine. Right. But anyway, so I, I, now I'm very disappointed that this is not technically a forerunner. At this point, it's a two-runner, um, which I don't think is a thing. Um, so I, I did a little more research. Did you know that if you rent a Wrangler from Enterprise, it could also be two-wheel drive? Weird. Right. They make two-wheel drive Wranglers for Enterprise only, or Hertz and Enterprise only. Imagine buying one on the used market. You wouldn't even go under the thing to make sure it was four-wheel drive, because all Wranglers are obviously four-wheel drive. But they're not. So, anyway, that's really a non-sequitur to the whole story. I was just very disappointed that Toyota even sells a forerunner in two-wheel drive. I don't even know who the market is for that. Renaissance. Florida. But they have a Highlander. The Highlander is based on, you know, an Avalon chassis. So mm. that can be two-wheel drive, front-wheel so drive. You it's don't need... from middle-aged ladies? Yeah. I don't know who it's for, but we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide because you, as a lady, said that it's for ladies. So we're not going to get in trouble for that one. It's like the um, real estate broker snowstorm. Right. So we got back, and a snowstorm had shifted, and... All of a sudden, now, we were supposed to get snow in the Boston area all day on Monday. Like, five to seven inches. What did we wind up getting up there? Do you know, you were there, obviously, so... Uh, two or three inches. Yeah, it wasn't much. Okay, so it wasn't too bad. Barely anything. Right, but we didn't want to leave in the snowstorm. Because a couple of reasons. One, I'm driving the Sapporo, which is not set up for winter driving at all. Um, it has a set of S-drives on it. So, they're not exactly you know, a snow-rated tire. So we needed to make sure that we could go somewhere. So we decided last minute that we were going to leave Sunday night and just hit the road and try to make it straight through to Philadelphia before the snow hit. So we did. Yeah. Nothing fuck. Yeah, it was, it was, it was snowing uh, pretty heavily, and the, it was starting to get white on the shoulders, and there was white in between the lanes, but it never got, like, real snowy on the road itself. So we managed to make it through. Um, I will say that I am very glad that I changed tires before leaving. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, well, you told me they were pretty wiped, but I remember putting them in the car and they still had life left. Yeah. But I hadn't checked them since the drive to and from Philadelphia. Those 
Are those Amber. Brad terms or Andrew terms? Life left. What's that? <laughs> just feel like your your ter- your definition of there being life left in tires is probably they, they had like three thirty <laughs> seconds. Sorry, they had life left. Yeah, they had like three thirty seconds. Yeah, there was there was no issue driving the car to and from Philadelphia, and then Naomi and I took it to Vermont again after that. Um, they, I had no issue doing that, um, but the alignment was way off, and it was tough to drive. So I was planning on getting an alignment, and I also I did the brakes actually. Project car update before he left. I did the uh, brake patch, pad slap before he left. So when I was doing the pad slap, I looked at the tires, and I was like, oh, I can't drive on these because they were literally, like, racing slicks on a couple of them. They had gone from 3.30 seconds to 0.30 seconds. So I decided last minute that I would throw a couple bucks at it, get a full set of four brand-new tires, um, and an alignment before we left. So the car has new brakes, alignment, and four new tires. Fun fact, huh? that those those tires were the tires that I drove the Galant on from Boston to Austin in 2013. Cute. Right, back again. <laughs> yeah. So those tires probably had 25,000 miles on them. Yeah, they were, that was about the lifespan of S drives. the lifespan of a set of Yokohama S drives, yeah. and then some. Um, so yeah, they were wiped, and, and I'm glad. I want to thank the guys over at uh, Fast Track Automotive and PBD because they turned me around pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, got me a really good deal on a set of brand new S drives and an alignment and had me hooked up in, you know, a day when I didn't really have an option. Yep. So, so they took care of me pretty well. The guys over by your house, um, they did, they did, they did me a solid and the car drives way better with an alignment. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been pretty much raining the whole drive. Yeah. I would say. So we made it to Philadelphia um, pretty much without issue, I'd say. We kind of breezed right through. Um, we spent the day afterwards in Philadelphia doing the Philadelphia touristy stuff. So that was Monday, President's Day, which is kind of neat to be doing, like, presidential history on President's Day. And uh, another fun fact, on President's Day, everything is free, no charge. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which I did not realize until we were there, and every place is like, oh, everything's free today for the holiday. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, the Liberty Bell, they don't normally pay... It's not charged to get in anyway, right? It's not a charge there. to get into the Liberty Bell, but there is a charge to do like independence, independence, independence hall. Right. Um, and Any a few, of the, and a few of the museums have it. Um, the Liberty Bell does not, but there are a lot of them do. So, yeah. Anyway, none of them are charging because it was free day because it was President's Day. Um, not that I would have minded paying because the support goes to obviously maintaining the parks and whatnot, but it was also nice to start our trip on a free note. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did that. And then we decided to take off monday evening uh we drove the car not too far we went to washington dc mm-hmm. um, and did some of the touristy stuff in washington dc it's cold it was very cold outside like bitingly cold in the wind um so we did you know the national mall um vietnam, vietnam memorial wall just casually went to vietnam yeah, yeah casually. casually went to vietnam uh, casually went to vietnam went to the lincoln memorial the washington monument um, the World War II monument. Um, so that was kind of neat. Then we left there. Well, so today DC was scheduled to get seven inches of snow. Mm. Right. So we didn't want to get stuck in the Virginia DC area with, and it was weather alerts, warnings, billboards, street signs. Yeah. Especially because I feel like people down there are even less equipped. Yeah. Yes. They don't seem to be really inept with that stuff. So, um, we decided we were going to leave as soon as possible. Oh, also, Monday night, 
when we got into the Philly area, actually, we stayed in Virginia, uh, not Philly, it's the DC area. We stayed in Virginia in Falls Church. Falls Church, Virginia. Um, and we went to the Dogfish Head Brewery restaurant. So good. Which, if anybody's in that area, highly recommended. Hmm. Um, Dogfish Head beer is delicious anyway. I actually knew, but the restaurant is really good. Um, so anyway, we left DC Tuesday evening pretty late because we spent probably too long doing the stuff we did. And we spent most of our time driving through that storm that was headed to DC. Um, so Eastern Virginia. Yep. All the way through Virginia into Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and it was pouring rain the whole entire time. Um, or snowing really heavily the whole entire time, one or the other. Um, to the point where the roads were almost impassable. There was so much water on them a few well, times. We did stop. Yeah, eventually we stopped uh, because the roads were just, it was too bad. You, could, you couldn't see the cars were hydroplaning. We were hydroplaning, even with the brand new tires. You know, the car was hydroplaning pretty bad. So it's like, we're going to get off the road for, you know, half hour to an hour and just relax and stretch and try to not die. Um, we stopped for a half hour, got back on the road, and immediately saw a car accident. And then immediately saw a tractor-trailer accident and said, well, we're glad we got off the road because they obviously during the time period we were waiting. So it was uh, probably a wise idea that we stopped then. Um, up to this point, the car had been acting pretty well, I would say. No major issues. Um, then we started, we started to smell a burning smell. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it was pungent, like, like wire burning. Yeah. Um, so obviously when you're driving in a 35-year-old car, 1,000 miles from home, a wire burning smell is, is concerning. Um, it prompted us to get off the highway and find a place to stop and check things. Um, and also at that truck stop, we purchased a fire extinguisher just in case. Yeah. Um, so I didn't bring one with me. Um, doesn't seem to have been anything, but we did have one electrical issue after that where the, all the lights on the dash just cut out for like 20 seconds. Hmm. Yeah. And then they clicked back on and everything's been fine ever since. And the smell turned out to be outside. We think. Hmm. Because it was, we could smell it outside the truck stop. We could smell it. Like about 10 miles down the road. Yeah, it, was, it, so again. it may be that there was some kind of a you know, industrial smell that we were smelling that we just couldn't see because it was so dark. Hmm. Either way, peace of mind, we bought a fire extinguisher um, and some other accoutrements to make sure we make it through on our trip okay. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue, but, you know, we better safe than sorry, I guess. Um, so we left... Knoxville. We stayed. We crashed in Knoxville. We left there this morning, and we came over to Nashville and spent the day today in Nashville, and that's where we stand. We drove through a more rain today. Yep, rain all day today. Yeah. And flash we, flood warnings. Flash flood warnings, and we were in quite a bit of truck wash most of the day. Yeah. Um, I am a very good passenger, and that's all I can say. Yes. <laughs> yes, I had somebody feeding me food all day, so that worked out well. Um. But yeah, no, it's been it's been an eventful trip because it's been nothing but weather the whole entire time. Yeah. Um, but we're more than halfway there. We got about uh, high seven hundreds and miles left, I think, made to Austin. So well, hopefully, once you get there, that way. the system that's currently sweeping through Arizona in that area isn't going to be. It's not supposed to get that far over, I don't think. Yeah, it's that system, the snowpocalypse that they're calling it, because uh, northern Arizona is supposed to get like three feet of snow and. Yeah. Phoenix is supposed to get torrential rain, but that system, I think, is going to go up, like, into Colorado. Right. Um, there is going to be supposedly some rain Friday 
and early Saturday morning in Austin, but it doesn't seem nearly as torrential. We saw lightning, heard thunder, and everything with the storm last night and this morning. Yeah, I-40 across Tennessee is long. long. It, is, it is very long. So across I-40 in Tennessee. That, yes. That took me 12 or 14 hours, I feel like. Yeah, I, that's, that seems about right. Yeah, it's it was long, especially by myself. Be, it's known to be a very heavily trafficked drug corridor, apparently. Hmm. Little did I know. How do yeah, you know that? Them. How do we know that? Well, so let's say you're driving down the highway, and a police officer, a state trooper, um, Tennessee's finest, if you will, rolls up next to you. And then he like, immediately hits the, the brakes. What is this vehicle? <laughs> immediately hits the brakes and pulls in behind you. And Brad says, a police car just pulled in behind us. And I said, as in behind us? He goes, he was next to us. Now he's behind us. I said, is he pulling you over? And he goes, not yet. Not yeah, yet. So. <laughs> but if so, if we know Brad, we know he's going to. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Um, so this particular police officer came up to the window. The passenger side. The passenger side, which is... Standard fare in right. interstates. Safe. Um, and of course, I, I, as you know, the son of a police officer, I've been uh, taught and it's been ingrained in my brain that you pull over in a spot where it's safe and you can pull way off the highway. So I was like off the pavement, on the grass, way out of the way. Um, and he walked up to the passenger's window and he goes, That's why I pulled you That's over. That's why I pulled you over. And he pointed in the back seat. So immediately, both looked in the back seat and we're like, What? Yeah. Why? And then he looked at Naomi's seatbelt. And he grabbed it. Yeah, which she was wearing it. But she had her arm over it because she was shooting pictures for the windshield. So she was, like, leaning forward and had it, like, behind her back. So I had taken it and put it under my arm so I could lean forward into the windshield because the seatbelt wouldn't let me lean that far. Mm -hmm. And he said that he couldn't see it, and that's why he pulled me over. Right. Or pulled us over. Fair enough. Well, I was still questioning that because it was pouring rain. I'm not quite sure how he saw it in the car at... 68 miles an hour and on the other side of the shoulder just the whole thing was a little sketchy but whatever so then he goes um where are you from so obviously we're both from very different parts of the country she being from phoenix we have mass plates on your car so uh, we have mass plates in the car yep so i handed my mass license and he's looking at my mass license and he asked her for an id now he's very confused as to why there is a person from phoenix and a person from salem massachusetts you could have just moved there (laughs) I, I could have moved to somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe we were currently moving me to Arizona. Well, All this is potential. We were on a road trip to Austin. Yeah. And he was like, why would you fly from Phoenix <laughs> to Massachusetts to drive to Austin? Yeah. He was pretty suspicious the whole time. Um, Sir, so then, have you heard of Radwood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we told him that. We were going, yeah. So he asked my registration. So I opened the glove box. And I completely forgot that in the glove box I have... A tap handle for a Sapporo beer. <laughs> and he goes, this isn't a beer can. I'm like, I'm like sir, this is not a beer can. Oh, it's no. a tap handle because the car is a Sapporo. It's a Sapporo beer. He did not. He was not amused. He's like, what? <laughs> um, so then he looks in and he goes, uh, just so you know, um, I- I'm a canine officer. And uh, if you have drugs in the car, I will find them. He says, I'm giving you one chance right now. Yeah. I'm not looking for anything that's a misdemeanor. I am looking for anything that could be considered trafficking. Trafficking. This is a highly trafficked corridor. That's why we're out here right now. 
So you, you were going to get, I'm going to give you this one chance right now. Right. So obviously I turned to the officer and I'm like, yeah, I don't have any drugs. And he goes, and that's your like, story. Naomi, do you have any drugs? <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, that's your story. And I said, uh, no, that's yep. the truth. <laughs> that's, that's, there, there are no drugs in the car. And then they always like, well, there's beer in the trunk. Just like, to so be totally like, yeah, like, you know, up front and like, on the drug. Caffeine's yeah. a drug. I'm seeing some very obvious so, 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 then, so then he goes, he goes, you're sure? He goes, because oh, yeah. if there's a misdemeanor amount, he goes, we can work something out now. That's weird. But if I find a misdemeanor amount and you tell me that there wasn't a misdemeanor amount, you're going to spend some time in county. And that happens all the time. And that happens all the time. People always tell me they don't have anything at all. And I tell them that if they have a misdemeanor amount, I'll let them go. And we'll work something out. Which obviously is a trap, and even sure, even if I had a misdemeanor amount, I'd wind up in jail. Um, but I don't have anything on me, so I'm like, no, officer, I don't. I, don't I, I, I honestly, we have zero drugs in the car. And he goes, well, let me finish. Okay. No, he said that. Yeah, let, he's, he goes, let me finish. <laughs> Stop interrupting me. Yeah. I, I, and then I don't think I interrupted him once. I was very, very polite, please, officer. He goes, I'm seeing some telltale signs um, that your vehicle contains marijuana. And we were both like, what? I wish there was a like camera what? on my face <laughs> that could have shown me going, uh, <laughs> I said, well, what signs? And he goes, well, there's some, some, some telltale signs in your vehicle that you have marijuana in the vehicle. And I said, well, I don't. Sir, what are the signs? I, I'd, I'd like to know. He goes, why do you have dryer sheets in your car? And I said, dryer sheets? And then I remembered that in the glove box, when he opened I opened it, on top of the Sapporo tap handle that's shaped like a Sapporo beer can, there's a bunch of dryer sheets because storage of the car. So I said, well, officer, when I'm from New England, and normally this car gets parked for the winter so it doesn't rust, doesn't get driven in the salt, and I use dryer sheets to ward away the mice and rodents from chewing the wires. And he looks at me like I have 12 heads and clearly does not believe the story. And I'm like, listen, I said, if you open the trunk, the trunk is filled with dryer sheets and Irish spring bars. <laughs> There's so many of them in there. It's not even funny, but they're all there because the smell keeps the rodents away. I just, I feel like that's not even a regional thing. Like, I feel like that would be anywhere, right? Right. Like, I, I feel like people, anybody, a lot of people probably have dryer sheets in their, like, center console for just to keep your car smelling nice, right? Well, and the whole time he's leaning on the passenger window, and he just keeps looking at me like... Like, you're like you're going to jail tonight, lady. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm supposed, like, I had, like, you like, know... You're, you're the one that's going to break, I can like, tell. Like, I have cocaine dust on my nose or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> like you're the one that's going to break. I, I can tell what's going to happen. Girl, so you got a pretty mouth. Point, at this point, he's a canine officer, and I'm afraid he's going to get the, the dog out. And I'm not afraid he's going to find anything because I don't have anything. But then in my brain, I'm like, he's going to take the entire interior of my car apart. He's going to ruin the freaking car. It's pouring rain out. All my seats are going to be on the side of the road getting soaked. There's going to be a dog inside the car. And then I'm like, you know what? This car came from California. I didn't buy it brand new in 1983. <laughs> maybe kidding. maybe there's trace amounts of something under the back seat that I don't know about. Like, And I'm going to go to jail for that now. So finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull the, my father's a police officer card. <laughs> and I said, officer, I said, there's definitely no drugs in the car. I said, I, I can assure you of that. I said, my father's a police officer. He'd be pretty pissed if I got in trouble for carrying drugs across the country. Well, I said, 
I come from a state where marijuana is legal, and I, I don't partake. So I'm not going to be dragging it across the country with me. And he, he doesn't seem to believe us still for some reason. And he still continues to talk to us inside of the car. And then I don't know what happened. He kind of changed his tune, and he just stood up and said, Well, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you guys a chance on your good merit, and I'm going to let you guys go. I was, like, ready to break out, like, our Instagram story. Like, here you go. Yeah. Well, he goes, how did you guys even meet? But anyway, tell the story of how we met at you guys' wedding. Because <laughs> one of us what? is from Boston, and one of us is from Phoenix, and he's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Nobody would fly from Phoenix to Boston to drive back to Austin, Texas. Yeah, nobody does that. Sir, you're, you're not the judge of love. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> so, I, pulled away, I was like, I'm sorry, officer. We're old and in love. <laughs> we don't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, we're sorry your life is so miserable, officer, that nobody would fly across the country to drive back across the country with you. <laughs> we're sorry you're miserable. Yeah, it was... It was quite an experience. And, and if you're going to pull over any two people for drugs, I guess us should be them because there's nothing to find. Yeah. Like, they couldn't have pulled over two more victims. So the best, the best part of the story is, is as we pulled away, a Chevy Cobalt went by us. Now, Chevy Cobalts are... Uh, I'm not going to say it. They're not. They're not owned by you know pillars of the community. Usually, I don't understand why. Why would you? Younger people own them. Younger people own them. We'll say. How's that sound? Why would you pick this totally unique car to run drugs in? Why would you pick pick a car that blends in and nobody ever notices? Right. Yeah. (laughs) So the silver cobalt goes by us with three white people in it that all have dreadlocks. All of them. (laughs) Cool. Windows are all cracked, about a quarter of an inch, and there is a Grateful Dead sticker, a huge Grateful Dead sticker on the back window. <laughs> Please go pull him over. And you got to pull anybody over. And not even three miles down the road. They're all ashing out the window. They're ashing out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, what the hell? How, how could we get pulled over? In For this... my fake seatbelt. Yeah. It was it was quite an experience. I, I do have to say, though, that I was actually a little bit nervous because I, thought I, I probably showed that to the officer because I was concerned that... He was going to disassemble the entire inside of the car looking for drugs. And it was pouring rain out on the highway. He just seemed already predetermined that we were guilty of something. Yeah. Irregardless of whatever we said or how we looked. Um, There there was no good reason for these two people with mass plates to be driving down I-40 in the middle of the week. You can... uh, Funny, I didn't have any trouble going cross country. (laughs) This is... Honestly, I've been... I've driven so many miles up and down the East Coast... I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles. I've never even been pulled over. You're welcome. Um, yeah, thanks, Naomi. I know that uh, car is rare, but I guess, like, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things in Tennessee, they probably see, like, a pretty wide range of old vehicles. So, Well, I just, I, I think it was a combination of the mass plates. Um, and, nope, not a combination. I can't think of anything else. Well, and, you know, you always hear the story where the police officer is given some commendation because he pulled a car over because their license plate light was out and they had 600 pounds of marijuana in the car. So I'm not even a hundred percent confident that he saw that my seatbelt was tucked under my arm. I think he found a reason when he walked up to the car and he was hoping to find something. With yeah. the, with the support we even drive with 600 pounds of weed in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you saw the size of the bag, this Sherpa brought with her from Arizona, the, drive back across country. The, the springs aren't cut. They're, it's just loaded down with kilos. Yeah, yeah. I think my, uh, my two bags combined are probably 600 pounds. Easily. Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing you left your Richard Chen 
fake cocaine at home. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah right. Yes, our, our rabbit prop cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did not bring that with us. It's powdered sugar, I swear. Well, it's weird because we also have coffee. Look at the back <laughs> on the floorboard of the car. I had just used like disposable or flushable like hand wipes. I had, so there's a bag of flushable toilet wipes on the floor, our water bottles, battery chargers, and then whatever else was in the back seat. But no lighters, no lighters. or paraphernalia of any so, kind. So you weren't free basing. No, you yeah. well, when, he, when he said there's obviously paraphernalia, like, I'm literally looking around like, is there a roach clip laying around that I didn't know about? Like, I am like paranoid. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I could not to the life of me. I will say, I think there's like some documentary or something I was watching and it was, it took place in Tennessee and they're talking about how bad shake and bake is there, I guess. Shake and bake? Oh, the other thing was when he grabbed the seatbelt, which was tucked under my arm. He goes, well, do you have an injury or something? Why don't you have it over your shoulder? And I said, no. And I had the camera in my lap. I had my actual camera in my lap, not my cell phone. And I said, I was leaning towards the dash to take pictures. And I said, I couldn't with the seatbelt over my shoulder. So I had it tucked under my arm. And he's like, well, you need to wear it properly. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. So shake and bake is like uh, how they make meth on the fly. Like when you don't have like a whole lab situation set up, you can like do it in a plastic bottle apparently. Okay. I'm not an expert, but that's how I understand it. Sounds like you are. Yeah. <laughs> now this reminds me, remember when we were going to the Tale of the Dragon, Brad, and you got pulled yes. over by, it was a Tennessee State Trooper? And, or you like. pulled over by the Tennessee State Trooper. Did I? No, it was I you. Did? Yeah. Or yeah. he was, I. Oh, oh, maybe it was me because you didn't make it through the light, so I stopped, and he pulled up alongside of me, and he was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Hi, just waiting for my friend. He got caught at the light." He's like, "Okay," and like we're on the road to the Tale of Dragon, so he knew. He's like, "All right, have a safe night," and then like just left. That was like reminding me of all. It's a very different situation. I was like, "Yeah," because it was a. He didn't accuse you of having lots of. No, it's like that's what I'm. we're like, oh, that guy was wicked chill. Like, Clearly enthusiast. Headed yeah, well, this, this particular Tennessee State Trooper was not wicked chill. He had no chill. He was very Rigid. He was very determined to send me to jail today. But it was it was just an experience, and I don't want to have to do it again. So I'm going to make sure Naomi wears your seatbelt. Better prop. or worse than the time that you were accused of being a bank robber in the Mirage? Or no, it wasn't was. a bank robber. It was stealing parts off of cars at dealerships. Oh, that's not. Yeah, that was that was five police cars, six officers, and canine. That was a little different, but oh, that's, that's one of those stories for a whole other day. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I didn't go to jail that night either. Thankfully, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. We're yeah, gonna... so we'll see everybody. Well, Naomi and I will see everybody at Radical on Saturday. Yeah, in Austin, Texas. You can say hi to everyone for us. I will do that. Um, yeah, obviously we we. We'd probably have liked to gone, but uh, we just did a bunch of traveling, so we're like, ah, oh, we want to have a yeah, you indoor, exactly. indoor weekend. Still, Other side of the world and back. We're still so. fighting not waking we're up at 2 a.m. and not yeah. being able to go back to sleep. This is so. helping, staying up. So. It's right. really, yes, 9.30. Woo. Yeah. So as always, uh, you can follow the podcast, Out Off Topic Podcast, on Facebook, Out Off Topic on Instagram. You can follow me, Race and Amager, on Instagram, Brad... T-S-I-S-S-3-5-0 on Instagram. All right. How about Stephanie, if anybody wants to? Uh, I don't think they want to, but it's Sideman, uh, just how it sounds, 6713, because I like a lot of numbers. 
Uh, or Cuddle Buddy Enzo. Yep, he's on there too. Or Steph's Ugly Kitchen. Yep. Uh, Naomi, if you want, you can. You don't have to. You can probably just... Nah, you can find it through mine. Yeah, yeah. You guys have been posting pictures from the trip on the uh, yep. podcast Instagram. Anybody who cares can look. I'll, yeah, uh, you can credit for some stuff. They can find I'll, me there. I'll throw a couple more up there from India. There's India ones on mine. Um, yeah, you need to put some on the podcast page. Maybe one of the videos so people can see what you were talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. as always, keep your guys analog and aim for the roses.